0: right. Hey there, this is Clay with modernlove.life where we help you get the great loving relationship that you want without having to play mind games, play hard to get, or otherwise pretend to be somebody or something that you're not. If you like what we're doing, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel and be sure to hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button so that you can get notifications next time we go live or upload new videos. Um, Also, you also might like our book called Be Loved For Who You Are. You can find out more about that over at modernlove.life book. Um, I hoped to have something cool and new to share with you today, but that is not working out. So it's probably going to take another realistically, probably two more days before I can share that with you. But today we're talking about self-love and relationships. Why is self-love important? What is the reason for it? Um, What exactly is self-love and all of that stuff? Um, So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. So first of all, self-love. It's not just about hedonism or pleasure or doing things that are indulgent. Um, That's definitely one aspect of self love, but it's not the entire thing. Um, Self love can be about that if, you know, maybe you have a tendency to deprive yourself or a tendency to put your own needs on the back burner. You know, doing something nice for yourself can absolutely be an expression of self love. But self love is also about so much more than that. It's about also making the hard choices. It's about enforcing boundaries. It's about knowing what you're worth. It's about knowing what you want, and it's about uh, not settling for less than that. Um, In the context of a relationship, self-love can really determine the kind of person that you enter into a relationship with. You know, if you don't love yourself, you might end up meeting, dating spending time with people that maybe aren't that great for you. And instead of just saying, you know, no, I I deserve better than this. I want more than this. This is not the right partner, not the right relationship for me. You might say, well, this is the best I can do. I can't be, you know, choosy. I can't, um, you know, beggars can't be choosers and all that stuff. And so you might end up staying in a relationship with somebody that's not good for you. You know, either they are... Really, not good for you. Maybe they have some sort of uh, personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, um, or something like that. Or they're just, you know, incompatible with you for any number of reasons. But you're just in that relationship and you're not willing to let go of it because you don't really love yourself enough to know that um, you really deserve better than that. And that's definitely one way that self-love can impact a uh, relationship or can impact your relationships. Um, Additionally, self-love is also good because it helps to keep the dynamic of the relationship more or less even and balanced. Um, I know that a lot of people in this day and age look to relationships as a way to complete them, as a way of feeling loved. And they often overlook that they have the power to love themselves, and I know that it's. it it seems obvious, right? You know, you're the person that you spend the most time with, and obviously if anyone's going to take care of you, it should be you, but um, you obviously have an important role in your own life as somebody to love yourself. So what exactly is self-love, and what exactly does it look like? Um, Like we talked about before, it can look like chocolates and bubble baths and manicures and new cars and all that, Um, but it can also look like Leaving a relationship when it's not the right one for you. It can also look like drawing a boundary when somebody's taking a step over your boundary. Uh, it can also look like knowing how to take care of yourself so that you're not placing all of that expectation on someone else. And you know your partner could hopefully also love themselves as much to do the same as well too. Um, and this is important because. Your level of self-love will kind of determine what kinds of people are drawn to you, what kinds of people aren't drawn to you, right? Like if this is your level of self-love, then you're much more likely to end up in a relationship with somebody who also has this kind of degree of self-love for themselves. Um, You're probably not going to want to be with people that are down here because you're just not on the same wavelength and you're probably not going to want to be with people up here because you're also not on the same wavelength. In the same capacity, you know, people up here, they're probably not going to want to be with you because you're not in the same wavelength, right? And so it's not that there are these like different high quality people that are like outside of your uh, experience. These people are probably out there. It's just that you're filtering them out through how you're bringing yourself to the interactions. You're filtering them out um, by either doing things to self-sabotage or by doing things that really demonstrate your level of self-love, and they say, oh, this person has some issues, um, it doesn't feel right, and so I'm going to go be with somebody who has a higher degree of self-love, or you might just uh, find ways of disqualifying them by saying that, oh yeah, this person, this, this person, they're, they're really great, but it doesn't feel right. And what it really means when you say that is that it doesn't feel familiar because you're accustomed to more or less this, the, the certain level of self-love that you're accustomed to, right? Um, and so you want to really be working on your self-love. I know this isn't as exciting and thrilling as, you know, Hey, if you text somebody these five magic words, they'll crawl over broken glass to be with you. But um, it's really much more important than any of those tactical things when it comes to getting a great relationship, when it comes to having the kind of outcomes that you want. Uh, You really want to look at your degree of self-love. It's one of the components of how you bring yourself to a relationship, how you bring yourself to an interaction, and it's one of the components in your way of being that's really very deterministic in terms of the results and outcomes you're going to get when it comes to relationships and dating. So you really want to make sure that you put in the time to do that. You really want to make sure that you put in the time to prioritize your own degree of self-love, and um, you know this is something that obviously I'm not just kind of preaching at you from some sort of ivory tower. Uh, I'm talking to you from my balcony, but um, this is this is something that I'm uh, talking to you from personal experience as well too. This is something that I've had to prioritize in my own life. This is something that I've had to go through the tough challenges of doing myself as well too. Uh, For example, you know, I I meditate every morning, not because it's fun, not because it's enjoyable, although it sometimes is enjoyable, um, but because I know that it's what I need to do to take care of myself. And the more I take care of myself, the better my other relationships are going to be, you know, with my wife, with um, my daughter, with um, other people that I interact with on a regular basis. And so that's why I prioritize that, and that's why I do things like that. You know, self-love also reflects um, in like the choices that you make for exercise and nutrition and all of that as well, too, because, you know, if you love yourself, you'd probably feed yourself good, high quality food and exercise once in a while. If you loved yourself, you'd probably end certain friendships or certain relationships that aren't serving you, whether they're romantic or otherwise. Um, if you loved yourself, you probably draw some boundaries when somebody starts to step over those boundaries. If you loved yourself, you'd probably, you know, speak up when they bring you the wrong thing at the restaurant or or whatever it might be, even though it might push you out of your comfort zone. And even though it might um, be a little bit uncomfortable for you or unfamiliar for you, because as you start to love yourself, you're going to start to change how you feel on the inside. And as that happens. It's going to change the way that you bring yourself to your relationships, to dating in general, to even anywhere else in your life—your your work, your um, other areas of your life as well, too. You know, maybe maybe you might decide, hey, I love myself so much that I don't want to have this job anymore, and I deserve to have some sort of job that's more fitting with what I want to do with my time. What's um, you know more. Either, you know, getting paid more, either doing something that's more meaningful to you or whatever it might be. And so this self love thing is really important in every area of your life, not just your relationships, although this is a relationship channel. So that's what we're of course talking about here. But um, you want to make sure that you prioritize this. And this is something that we absolutely talk about in uh, the books that I've been mentioning over the past several videos over at modernlove.life slash book. You can get be loved for who you are, which is the book that I've spent a lot of time writing, Um, but you can also get a bonus book called The Self-Esteem Solution, which of course deals with this issue of self-love and self-esteem and all of that in uh, greater detail. Again, that's over at slash book, you get two for the price of one. There you go. Okay guys, so with that being said, you know, check out the book if you're interested, uh, but also give this video a thumbs up if you're liking this, if you're liking what we've been doing over the past couple of weeks, and subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed and be sure to hit the bell icon. And with that being said, let's see if we've got any comments in the comments section. I've seen a lot of bubbles pop up, but I haven't been able to read them yet because I want to get my point across. Um, okay. Some people are talking before we went live. Mike um, says he is always, my ex says he always backs away when he feels like we are back in a relationship. He still has feelings, but just wants to be friends. What should I do? Okay. Well, that's probably because he doesn't trust that the dynamic is fundamentally different. He thinks that it's going to be the same dynamic that wasn't working out in the first place. And so you want to really demonstrate to him that things are going to be different, right? It's not just enough to have a great connection you want. He wants to know that he's not walking back into the same relationship that he walked out of in the first place. So you have to look at why did you break up in the first place, and then you have to look at what do you need to do in order to fix the reason why you broke up. So if he doesn't trust you because maybe you weren't exactly 100% honest, what could you do to be more trustful? Have you become more trustful? And this is not just about like a quick Band-Aid solution, like, you know, oh, hey, send him these five this five word text message and he'll instantly trust you because, um, you know, trust is something that is built over time. It's built through consistency. It's not just something that you can, you know, flip on and off like a light switch. Um, and so you have to, you know, if trust is the issue, you have to work on it over some time. Um, and so basically I, I'm not going to go on the whole trust thing cause I don't know if that's exactly what's going on here, but, um, you want to really make sure that he knows that he's not walking back into the same relationship that he walked out of in the first place. And you want to demonstrate this to him through your way of being, through any changes or um, transformations that you're making in your own life. Uh, And you want to demonstrate this, not tell him, not talk a lot about it, not promise it up and down, but actually demonstrate it by being that transformed person. Okay. What else are we talking about? Helen says hello, good to see you again. Hello there, Helen. Uh, Clay, good to see you. Hello there, uh, Sherry. Thanks for your advice. The changes you Oh no, it's fading away. There we go. The changes you make may never be known uh to you, but they are definitely making me and the world a better place. I think you're talking about the changes that I'm making through these videos. Well, thank you so much. That that uh means a lot to me that that um my message through these videos is having an impact on people. I mean, it really does. Um, you know, I'm not just here to listen to myself talk. That's absolutely not the reason why I started this channel. Um, I'm doing it because I really do believe that there is a whole lot of improvement that a lot of us can do in our lives and uh that if we do it, we can have much more harmonious relationships so thank you so much that really helps me to feel good about what i'm doing and it helps me want to make more of these videos so thank you so much um let's see where did we leave off where do we leave off uh helen says that's a lovely view yeah we're um coming at you from the balcony again today uh seems to happen every tuesday i don't know why had to take my daughter in for her um, nine-month checkup today. Looking pretty good. We're going to be doing a little bit more um, solid foods. We've just been doing mostly uh, purees and baby food and stuff like that. But now we're going to be giving her little bits of whatever it is we're eating. So uh, that's what the new update is with with her. Um, Okay, yeah, yeah. A wife of 27 years left me and it's going to be five months and our emotional connection is getting stronger. And she told my roommate that we had a great conversation. I just signed a 12 month lease with, uh, I guess the roommate. Okay. Well, that's great, Keith, that um, things seem to be going well with you and your wife. I hope that works out. Hope that you keep that strong emotional connection going and that the two of you are able to overcome any differences. Um, oh, you continue here in this other comment, uh, my roommate and now or, yeah, I guess your, your wife, uh, wants you to get your own place and put quote, our bed end quote in the apartment. She also told him, I guess the roommate that I'm not ready yet, uh, when he asked her what she, when she visited him. She told him that we had a great conversation. Then yesterday when we interacted, she went cold. Um, Okay, Keith, not really sure what's going on there, but um, I'm having a hard time piecing together your whole story there, but it does sound like your wife is still very much emotionally attached to you and that she's having a hard time letting go of you. and again, I don't know the exact reason for your separation and everything that's going on, but um, you know if you continue to have these strong emotional connections that's really going to help to bridge that gap and to help repair any damage between you and her. Um, and of course, you know staying on the topic of self-love, which is what this video is about, make sure that you love yourself enough to stay focused on what's important to you what do you want to do? Do you want to use the bed? Do you want to put the bed in some, do you want to give the bed back to her? I mean, like, I, I don't really follow exactly, but keep anchored and rooted in what you want. Not in a way where it's like selfish and you're only thinking of yourself in kind of a narcissistic sort of way, but um, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. doesn't mean that you necessarily have to fight to the death for what you want, but don't be afraid to ask for what you want uh, through understanding, through actually talking about what you want. You can actually get a whole lot more um, more of what you want and a whole lot more understanding of what the other person is actually going through when you can be more grounded and more um, less reactionary in how you're bringing yourself to the interactions. Where do we leave off here? Okay. Okay, Um, looks like Vid Cyrus says, Hey, it's four months, never heard from my ex. He moved on, question mark. I want to move on, but can't. Okay, yeah, so if you want to move on, uh, that's really what we were talking about all last week um, and even a little bit more the week before that. So definitely go back and check out those videos. Um, But what you want to do is you want to say, essentially, hey, the past is in the past. I can't go back and change the past. I can accept what happened in the past. I can accept that we didn't work out in the past for whatever reason that we did or didn't work out, and I can say, okay, I'm going to close that chapter, and I can appreciate it for what it was. I don't have to go back and relive it. Kind of, you know, how, how you can appreciate your time in high school as great or as awful as it was. Uh, For what it was, and you can close that chapter and move on. But you don't have to go back to high school to relive it. You don't have to go back to high school in order to appreciate it, right? You can just appreciate those four years for what they were, and then you can just go on with the rest of your life. Uh, You know, obviously, learn any lessons that you need to learn from the process, and um, do what you can to let go of. uh, I mean, the validation trap. throw a link up to that over there. But the validation trap, that is actually a very big thing uh, that keeps a lot of people from moving forward towards true emotional availability. So make sure that you get out of the validation trap um, in, in your journey to recovery, okay? Um, okay, okay, where do we leave off? Uh, did no contact the first time successfully. We are reconnecting again. One day he pulled it up. Don't know what that means. Um, I make made a mistake. Being ready, needy, and clingy again does, or if I do no contact a second time, will it be effective. Okay, so we we really need to do a video on the no contact rule. But um, there's a misconception about the no contact rule. First of all, there are different types of no contact. Okay. There's like the no contact rule where you just cut contact and wait for them to contact you. I don't know, but I get the suspicion that that's what you're doing. In which case, um, you should probably ask whoever came up with that version of no contact for advice. Um, but, but you don't want to do that because it's essentially a mind game. And if no contact is something that you just do whenever something bad happens, um, First of all, it's not necessarily a bad idea because if you're having interactions that feel negative, then removing yourself from the equation so that you stop doing further damage can be a great thing. But if no contact is just your default response for everything, then you run a very real risk of demonstrating and showing to your ex that when the going gets hard, I run away. And uh, if If that's how you're bringing yourself to the interactions, that can send a very strong message that, hey, I'm not relationship material, okay? So you want to be careful with that. Um, If you want to do no contact again, it could be a great uh, opportunity for you to look at why you've been needy and clingy in the past um, and for you to take the time to resolve those issues. That's how I would recommend doing no contact again if you were to do it. Um, so by, you know, does no contact work if you do it again, depends on what you mean by work. Um, if, it, if by work you mean, is it going to help me to stop being needy and clingy? Yeah, it can do that if you put in the time to make sure that, that happens. If by work do you mean, is it going to make him miss me and reach out to me? Again, all bets are off because you're demonstrating to him that when the going gets hard, I run away um, and that may or may not cause him to reach out. Uh, Oftentimes, most dating advice is really based off of teaching people to act as if they have an avoidant attachment style, which um, doesn't necessarily work on all people because not all people have an anxious attachment style. And so they may not start to pursue you as you start to act like an avoidant person. So um, you need to be kind of a little bit more thoughtful and intentional about how you're going about doing this, why you're doing this. and what your purpose and intention behind doing no contact is. So, yeah, that's probably not the answer you wanted, but that is my version of the truth. Uh, What else we got? We're 21 minutes. We still have some time. Clay, can I ask you something? I'm here for you. Okay. Clay, what do I do? Um, I am friends with my ex and I lied. Will I ever get that trust back? I have been working on myself. Yeah, you can you can totally restore that trust. It's going to take time. Like we talked about um, earlier, trust is built through consistency. You have to continue to show up as a trustworthy person. You have to continue to show up and through that consistency, um, as long as it's not just an act that you're putting on, as long as you really are being a trustworthy person, as long as you really are demonstrating trust, you will start to inspire trust in um, your ex or in anybody else. Now it's going to take a different amount of time based off of what happened and the other person's emotional response and their emotional signature and their own kind of stuff that they have going on with them. but. If you are able to show up consistently, then that's going to be very helpful. Another thing that can help with trust too is also being completely transparent about what's going on with you because um, the more transparent you can be, that is to say the less you hide things, the less that you uh, you know tiptoe around things, the less that you um, avoid things, the more you're going to really be demonstrating that, hey, I'm not trying to hide something. I'm not trying to lie to you. I'm just like an open book and you can trust what I'm going to say. So. That's what I'd really recommend: is transparency and also consistency in being a trustworthy person. Hey Clay, this is Joe from Mex. I guess. Oh, this is like cut off. I'm sorry, Joe. I can't read this. Did you like type this up in a, another program and then copy and paste it because? The formatting is cutting it off, so I can't actually read your message Um, anyway. (laughs) Helen says, "Uh, you know, I guess a lot of us are still not mature when it comes to relationships. We are like toddlers in a tantrum instead of trying to talk like real adults. Yeah, uh, relationships, they have a way of really bringing out a lot of issues that we have to work on. Um, they have a way of bringing out any unresolved issues from our our childhood. And I, I don't know, like we could probably get in and talk a lot about the, the psychological aspects of like, uh, you know, parental issues and all of that stuff. Um, but relationships really can be an opportunity for trying to resolve those issues in your own way. They can be an opportunity for you to work through those issues, um, I know that just over the past year through becoming a, a father and uh, all of that stuff, I've had a lot of growth myself in terms of being less petty. <laughs> you know, it's easy to, to get caught up in, in like all the chores and everything like, oh, hey, I cook dinner. I, I shouldn't have to do the dishes. Like, why don't you do the dishes? We, we need to cut this 50-50, right? And all that stuff. And it's very easy to get caught up in that. And um, when you have kids, everything kind of just gets thrown out the window. It's like, okay, there's like a million chores to do and they just need to get done. It doesn't matter who cooked dinner, the dishes need to get done. If I cook dinner and I need to do the dishes, fine, I will do that. If I need to do some other things as well too, fine, I will do that. Um, It's it's just kind of what you need to do to make things work. And if you can just practice getting your ego out of the way and start to think about things as more than just like, hey, it's me. I'm an individual person. I want to get my needs met. But if you can start to think as like, hey, we are a unit. We are, you know, me and my wife and I guess our daughter as well too. How can we make our family work? And if I can put the the clay as an individual out of the picture and just focus on what needs to happen, then things tend to work a whole lot better than if I'm stuck in my pettiness, stuck in my ego, stuck in all of my small thinking. Um, And, you know, of course this applies in every relationship situation as well too, but uh, I've never seen it amplified quite so much as uh, our step into parenthood has, uh, has really demonstrated to me. So that's been a really... Growing uh, issue for me as well too I think we got time for maybe one more question okay let's see we just answered Helen so I'll try to get somebody else Helen I, I, I love you I'm a pre- I appreciate you watching all these videos but I want to try and get some diversity in these questions um, yeah we got some of these questions that are cut off So, like, if you guys are typing this up in some other um, program and, like, copying and pasting them in, like, don't do that. Just type them into the chat and they'll, I'm guessing, probably format the correct way. Uh, Christian says, hey, Clay, I was wondering what I should do because I told my ex that works with me, that I have to talk with her and that things I may not be able to talk, talk to her, I guess, talk to her about things that I may not be able to talk to her after that because it is literally not healthy for me, but I can't help how I feel for her, but I want to better myself. All of this is after no contact after she contacted me. Do I cut her off or not? Okay. Let me just go back and read this first part again because I'm not sure I'm getting it. Um, I was wondering what I should do because I told my ex that works with me that I have to talk with her and that I may not be able to talk with her after that because it's literally not healthy. Okay. Yeah. So you basically just want to get some kind of closure. Um, If it's not healthy for you to be in contact with her, then recognize that, you know, have the self love to say, yeah, it's not healthy for me to be in contact with her for whatever reason that may be and um, have that boundary in place and say, okay, yeah, you know. I love you. I still have a lot of feelings for you, but we just aren't good together. We just are not good together. I'm not the best version of myself when I'm with you. I'm not the most loving version of myself towards me or towards you or towards other people when I'm with you and just have this realization. And then once you have this realization. I would recommend to the best of your ability, based off of your situation and all of that, to cut contact with her as thoroughly as possible so that you're not tempted to go back into that situation. Um, you need to really know what's important for you, what's most loving for you, how you would treat yourself if you actually loved yourself and follow through with that, okay? That's really what I'd recommend. If And, and you know, if you need to tell her something to get something off your chest and to really clear the air, then go ahead and do that. Um, if she's like not receptive to that for any number of reasons, then, um, you know, make peace with it in your own way. But as long as you learn something from it, um, you know, maybe self-love tying it in with uh, today's video here, um, then, uh, that's a valuable experience and you don't have to continue to hold on to it and relive it over and over and over again. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's what I'd say with that. So anyway, guys, uh, with that being said, we're right at 30 minutes. I'm going to try and wrap this up. Um, But thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Once again, if you like what we're doing here, please give me a thumbs up. Please subscribe if you're not already. And if you are at all interested in deepening your level of self-love and having a better uh, relationship by taking a look beneath the surface and doing some of that deep work, then please check out our book over at modernlove.life book. You actually get two books for the price of one. You get be Love for who you are and the self esteem solution. So with that being said, I'm going to sign off and try and figure out what's going on for dinner here and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow, uh, probably at the usual time. I think that would be noon Pacific time and three Eastern time and you know, if you're in some other time zone, you can figure it out from there, but thanks so much for tuning